Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Soho Radio, you're still here with the sounds of the thread, Ronnie Scott, and we're here with the man, Mr. Derek Hodge. Take it away, sir. Thank you. 
Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, so we're here with Derek Hodge now. That's an entrance. <laughs> I appreciate that, brother. I don't think anybody's come on and just said, plug me in straight away like that. <laughs> it's fun, man. I wanted to be something unique, man. Uh, not every day I get a chance to sit and chill and talk with you. Yes. Yeah, man. Thank you for being here. I think happy birthday. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Today, right? Yeah, man. Like still jet lag, but it's not getting in the way of the party. I'm just <laughs> no, it's been vibing. Thank you for sharing some of your birthday. Absolutely, man. That. Absolutely. Thanks <laughs> for having me. For real, this is really special. London's, as I said, you know, during the sets of Ronnie's, London's always been very special for me. You know, my yeah. first gig out of the country was here, yeah. and love shown. So I was just like, man, they deserve to hear me spontaneous, giving them stuff from the heart, nothing planned. Yeah. So yeah, let's yeah. start. Let's start with that because when I um we met uh, in January, mm-hmm. we and we I was fortunate enough to be on the Blue Note at Sea, and I got to see you play a few times, and we were talking, and then so when I bumped into you the other day and asked you to to come on the show, yeah. I mean, it was straight away. You were like, I just want to do something in the moment and now. That's all I want to do. I'll bring my face down. Yeah. And do you want to talk to me about the importance of doing things in the now? And I, I imagine that will take you into the explanation of the last record, R plus R equals now in some capacity. Oh, yeah, sure. Because do you mind kind of going in on that a little bit? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, I honestly feel like, you know, I'm not the expert to talk about what, Music is what cat labels are, what categories are, what jazz is and what it isn't. And there's so much of that going on right now. And if I'm honest with myself, you know, I don't even feel qualified to be in those discussions because in reality, I'm just I'm a musician. That's kind of like a hybrid of it all, you know, and I think I'm a product of being around people, man, even growing up in Philly and out skirts of philadelphia that always encourage me man um even if people try to label what you do don't label yourself just be in the moment you Mm know uh (laughs) shoot the present is a gift and i just want to be as common said so uh what i try to do the best way to do that and not try to just talk reason and try to say the coolest thing just because i want to sound cool i said man let me just try to reflect being in the moment in everything i do and that's why that's part of my journey now. You know, if anybody comes, anything I'm a part of, I want them to feel some moment of, hey, Derek is giving you guys something in the moment. Even if it's a through composed piece, you're going to hear something mm. by, it could have been by the person that showed up late yeah. <laughs> and sitting down. But the rhythm in, in which yeah. they sat down or the squeak yeah. of the chair, oh, shoot, that's going to be a song unique. You know, I want them to feel like it's not about the style of the music what or trying to prove a point or as a basis or anything. It just, I want to be a spirit of music that's evoking, hopefully that lifts other people. And I notice that's most honest when I'm not thinking about it. I just put myself in situation, throw myself in situations where I don't allow myself to think too much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And nothing was more in the present than the two late shows that you you came and blessed the stage last couple of nights. I'm sure people listening to this oh, were there man. at the show. You came and blessed. Uh, you know, thank you so much, man. Oh, that man, was, thank that you was two very special me. Thank you late guys sets. for having me, man. And yeah. you hooked up with two of our greatest young musicians, in, yeah. uh, UK-raised musicians, uh, Dexter Hercules and Ashley Henry. Mm-hmm. How, did you, how did you hook up with them? 
You know, it's so funny, man. I actually, um, you know, when I was actually first talking with Alex, it was something recent uh, because mm. originally, uh, you know, Spanky McCurdy yeah. was out with Lauren. Uh, he was going to come over from his, his thing, where did he say he was? Glastonbury? Glastonbury. He was going to come in and do that, yeah. you know, and he's he's played with me before yeah. in that situation. So what I wanted to do, I explained to him, I wanted to be something where it's unique. Yeah. I don't want it to be the full uh, situation where, you know, my band is playing and it's all the way rehearsed and people sure. walk away on a level like maybe impressed by mm-hmm. musicianship but not connected where yeah. they're inspired to like push their scene, yeah. push the London scene forward, you know? So that was kind of the concept. And then uh, after talking with him and realizing, oh, man, it's going to be a little schedule issue possibly with him getting yeah. there, I said, you know what, let me just commit to that idea. And let that be the basis of, you know, anybody I get. And actually, some of the musicians I hadn't even heard about. I mean, you can speak to them. I literally hadn't heard about some of the musicians until yeah. we spoke. And yeah, then I like checked a them out. Days before the gig, I was just texting you. Hey, you're going to be in town. It'd be cool to come on the radio show. Or yeah. You play and, you're, and you were just like, yeah, who should, you know, yeah. who should I call? And I was like, uh, Ashley? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, like, it was like really cool, man. Yeah. And, and, and I, Ruben, you yeah. mentioned Ruben. And Ruben, Ruben actually James was going to come. His yeah. flight was changed because... uh uh, you know he's working with Joni Mitchell yeah. in the in the stage. Yeah, yeah, he was gonna come <laughs> in and do it. And, uh, so, yeah, Ruben <laughs> so gets, you guys, Ruben got, gets into some you guys got some cool things going on with yeah. musicians here, man. Um, wow. So yeah. what I love about that is I said let me just commit to it. Again, yeah. part of my concept is not talking things up or allowing myself to think about it too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Let me trust. Let me trust yeah. the situation. So the reason I it's it's so nice to hear you say these things is I think you know you're very you're a very humble guy and you have a lot of gratitude so I, Thank I think you, bro. you might even underplay the amount of musicians that would listen to you and take these things to heart um, and you know there, there's a somebody told me once you know theories explaining something that's already happened mm-hmm. right and and when you say I'm going to commit to something and it's going to be now and you take other people on that journey with you that's that's really that's really heavy, you know. I'm sure I'm I'm quite close with Ashley, so I'm sure when he got that call, oh, it was like, wow, here, you know, here we go, and 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 so I, I appreciate that so much. Absolutely, and, and I, yeah. it's good to see musicians of your stature doing that. Well, yeah. both Ashley and Dexter said it was a great learning experience for them, and Ashley is a huge Rob fan of Rob. Yeah, you know, so yeah, of course. For that, that's continuing the lineage in that jazz tradition of you know, it's it's a it's a learning. Yeah, um, an apprenticeship. Yeah, and, and I dichotomy, mean, dichotomy, isn't it? You speaking of jazz, ways. man, in particular, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of fortunate, man, because uh, in that vein, I'm a kind of a product of that, man. Me working yeah. with Terrence Blanchard, where mm-hmm. we played at Ronnie's as yeah. well, mm-hmm. and Mulgrew Miller. You know, they're both in a way coming from you know the great Art Blakey, and yeah. they would mm-hmm. constantly talk about that, and um, even some of the things. You know, Terrence is one of the greatest composers of our time. You know, but for him to open up that band, when I got in the band, uh, Terrence, I used to always bug him about scores. I was just r- working on scores all the time, time bugging yeah. him with questions. And Terrence realized I had a hunger for that. And for him to make that decision when it came time to do his albums to say, you know what, I'm not going to write you guys right. Mm. Not just you guys write for my albums. You know, hey, I got an album coming out flow. I'm going to make sure you guys are straight. Like, you know. People talk a lot of game, like they understand the business mm-hmm. and about publishing, mm-hmm. and then no, they don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. You couldn't even be in his band without having your writers set up, without your publishing That's set up. That's amazing. He connected me with his publishing administrator, uh, Fran Am Publishing, that used to work yeah. with Quincy and Jones right. and all those people. And 
that's for him to do that, you know, aside from the obvious musical things, it was that mm-hmm. thing. You know, you never know. I remember he used to tell me, you know, you never know when that check's going to come in. You know, when you're there all the time, you don't know, you know, how you going to, you never know, you know, and any way I can help ease that artistic journey for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here for you. And he meant that. And that's why I feel like, you know, you know, introducing that idea, Color of Noise, making sure, even though that's my concept, making sure the beauty of it is if people aren't kind of owning part of that concept with me, if they're on the bandstand, it's just a selfish thing. And that's why, in the spirit of kind of some of those guys, that's why I wanted to do something unique, but it just not be my journey. I wanted people to hear, if they're on the bandstand with me, to take that and own it. You know, Ashley and Dexter... You know, hopefully they owned even those conversations we had. They were very surprised in the the trust I had, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard, I realized you guys actually checked out the music. <laughs> I know it's a lot. Uh, I know there's some detailed harmonies and, and voice yeah. leading that's very specific that yeah, makes yeah, the song yeah. work. But I said, listen, I'm not worried. I'm worried about the spirit. I want somebody to walk yeah. away from here inspired yeah. and proud of y'all up here. Yo, if if you change your form around, or even if I do, we'll go with that. Go with we'll that. make a song. And they kept, they were like, really wow for real <laughs> and that right there right yeah. in the back room before we went on them saying that wow for real i was like see that was the big moment it wasn't even yeah. the music it was just that yo this dude's trusting and uh mm. that there's a lot of know. life lessons in there man there's man. a lot of life lessons in that in that, in that kind of thing bro, we need more of that across you know not just in music so that's that's it's amazing bro i'm a product yeah. of that man people you know so i I kind of, you only see me get worked up, man, when I'm around people that, like, let the ego kick in and we start buying our own hype and start buying yep. all the compliments. That's all cool. But if you're going to let all the cool stuff define you, you know, and getting all the attention and having all the fun you want, you know, living the life you want because people are saying you're great, then you let it validate when they say you're not. You know, so if you're going to go that route, remember that, (laughs) you know, music life is a long time, you know, so just be confident in yourself and just don't forget, man, you can be the bridge for somebody. So part of that Ronnie show was that just being a bridge. I'd love to hear a little bit of music. Um, Now, we didn't ask you for your choices in advance, but I heard another interview with you and you were talking about how uh, Stillmatic and Illmatic. Yeah. Was it Illmatic or Stillmatic? I think you said Stillmatic. Oh, one of my favorite novels. One of your favorite oh, albums. Yeah. And yeah, also the yeah, Nancy yeah. Wilson Cannonball. Um, oh, my goodness, man. Um, so we've got those two albums ready to go if you wanted to choose a track. Are you kidding um, me? Oh, yeah, yeah man. Which Is there any track come to mind or should we just... Well, Stillmatic, you know, of course, yeah. One Mic. Um, yeah, man, for sure. And Nancy Wilson, any of that, Never Ever Will I Marry. Play any of that. Yeah, never will I marry. Let's do that. Yeah. Never will I marry. Yeah, let's do yeah, it. You heard one mic, Nas, and before that, Nancy Wilson. Both uh, Nancy Wilson, both uh, tracks, both uh, two albums faves of all time of Derek Hodge who we have here with us now influences Derek I mean we just heard a little flavor of the two polar opposites there almost you know um and I've heard you uh, articulate before on bass heroes from Jameson to Jacko to Marcus 
Um, who are your non-bass playing influences? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oof. I mean, well, Nance, I am, I first started playing bass in the orchestra in school, electric bass, you know, in the orchestra yeah. in school, but then I was also playing in church. So that way of, you know, like music, hoping, hope, hoping it hits the soul, it moves yeah. people, you know, it makes you want to be lyrical with it and respond to how, you know, lyrical people like deliver messages and that really influenced my decision making in terms of phrasing and all of that so i mean i can go as far back as like commission the gospel group and wow. then mm. skip to nancy wilson that's how she became a huge influence you know when i got to temple university in philly um i remember you know i was bombarded with so because i didn't grow up playing jazz i was bombarded with so many players you know mm. at once and um you know you had to pay respect to the lineage and learn about all these guys and, you know, uh, hopefully own that history and find your way. But I'll never forget. I would balance that out by that album was one of the first albums that you just played her with cannonball that I would like really study and check out. I love the way her phrasing, the phrasing of her voice, you know, and then I would try to duplicate that sound on the instrument, you know, like how do I make that sing with a bow? Mm. Or the you know on the acoustic, and then how do I make that? I might have been practicing something else in the bass tradition, in terms of uh, technique. Mm. How do I let that go, and then try to really phrase and make the bass string sing? Yeah. Whether yeah. it's flat rounds or round rounds, whether it's a modern bass or newer bass, with how do I uh, manipulate these calluses to all of a mm. sudden not let the bass sound so brash, and you know. And yeah. try to make it sing I love that it's like it's taking away from the, the view of the fretboard because I had this when I because I started playing piano and then I took up the bass mm -hmm. and just I think having another instrument perspective or having an, another perspective away from just hearing how other people play your instrument yeah, it's is yeah. really useful yeah. you know yeah big time and I st I'm sorry let me back up I wanted to play electric bass yeah. first but uh, it was too big for my body in the school so right. they, they, they threw me on the guitar oh at six, um, and that was really cool because so that young you were you were sure like I I want to I want to play the bass yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I was playing the drums before that but then at at six I was like that's when they put me on guitar and mm. that also helped inform because there was all, always kind of like a harmonic awareness you know that kind of yeah. and also getting into orchestra that young uh, even though a lot of the music they you know in the schools in the states they give you it's very theme and variation base where you can kind of hear everything rather clearly it still made you respect without knowing what counterpoint was yet mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. knowing f real forms of that type of music yet you know yeah. i was hearing it so then i think that made me appreciate you know like anything harmonic trying to make things sing a certain way regardless of the history of that yeah. harmony yeah. you know regions where that came from just let that all be the palette so Nancy Wilson was a big influence, but then at the same time, Russell Malone was a yeah, huge right. influence. You yeah. know how he did a manu manipulated the bass, his solo, I mean, manipulated guitar, yeah. all his solo guitar work and the false harmonics and all that stuff. And he was so accurate in all that. I mean, you to make it sing that way, there's so much attention to detail that if you're just watching, you don't even realize all he's doing, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I started marrying that all together. Man, how do I make this all sing and just even start writing from the instrument, you know? So I will say, away from my instrument, definitely Nancy Wilson, uh, Russell Malone, um, uh, later, uh, Herbie, 
Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, in the way the coolness of his records translated from genre to genre. You know, right. I can go to a Nefertiti album and hear the, a similar coolness, you know, and then hear something on Thrust and then hear later Herbie and it just, it was, it didn't matter what instrument was he innovating. was playing. Yeah, yeah, there was something that was singing. And I, I think, I generally speaking, I always gravitated to people that uh, you heard their voice no matter what they were, what they were on. That's why, you know, I yeah. would love something like a, Kendrick Scott would tell you I, that's why I would love somebody like a Brian Blade or even oh, a, right. or even you he, know for me he's yeah on jazz drums for me he's kind of the one yeah um, it's, it, his dynamics we had Nora yeah. Jones in a year ago mm-hmm. and Brian was on the kit and his his control of the dynamics was yeah. just um, yeah I've never she, seen anything it, like it it was yeah. like she she moved the date on, yeah. on his availability you know it's like yeah. she could call oh, any yeah. drummer in the world and she's like no he just no, 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 he's yeah. sword, you know yeah. sword on when the does he get in yeah, yeah, right, exactly. yeah, yeah. it's crazy well, we're yeah. talking a lot about like playing and mm. when we were off air you're talking about how you're really excited into getting into writing for symphony and yeah. stuff like that and did you do the score for the spike lee when the levees break man that was one of the first uh uh Films I ever worked on, I, I worked on that along with Terrence Blanchard. So yeah. how's how's yeah. how's how do, when this thing comes about? Mm-hmm. This is this is for me. It's obviously still music, but I imagine it's a totally different thing than we're going to go play in this band, and these are the things that we're going to learn them, and we're, we're going to mm-hmm. play, and let's dig in. Yeah. How do you approach writing to to a, a film? You know, I got to give Terrence a credit because at that time I was. Um, studying a lot of scores, you know, I spent a lot of time in libraries and studying that. And all of a sudden, you know, you, a compose, I don't want to speak for all compose, some composers, you know, you, you feel a tendency when all of a sudden you get that call to kind of prove a point in that way, especially around that time that was still coming out of that era where the biggest sessions had the, you know, the big Stravinsky influenced full out scores, you know, so you're, and your definition of what is great is a, sometimes can be a specific type sound, and you think in those terms when it comes to a score. Like I'm going to write for this instrumentation off top. I'm going to, but then Terrence, man, he was just like, man, just you know, trust your voice. That's that was his thing, you know, uh, trust your voice. And the same way I would write a song like over there for Terrence's record, you know, like mm. whatever I see, just be water be open just watch the footage first what's the lady talking about you know in that scene and that meant something especially coming from terrence blanchard and he was experiencing the you know issues with that with the whole you know katrina thing too and his mother so it it resonated differently hit me differently Mm -hmm. and it was like Mm -hmm. yo what is it that i feel i have to say based off of what i'm seeing and that was one of the best things that ever happened to me you know so, so i would start going into situations where all of a sudden, something that might seem like a whole band would be playing, now I'm hearing score. Now something that somebody might have heard score, I'm just hearing solo piano. It just opened up to really dying in the moment and just, it all goes back, all part of my what I feel like now, being in the moment, getting out of your own way. It's the same way of why I started this, that mm-hmm. way. I feel like I'm my most honest self when I'm not coming with any preconceived notion. And the mm-hmm. cool thing is, you know, I had some heroes like him that encouraged me to, Practice that in everything you're doing. Don't separate it when you're composing. Don't separate it when you're doing a master class. Don't separate it when you're playing with guys you never played with. Don't separate it from when you're playing with guys you're the most comfortable in the world. Still take every moment like, man, what is it that I want to say? Or in the film world, like, what is it, what information 
what story do I feel like I'm looking at? What is that telling me? And that's what's, that was what was cool for that. So doing when the levees broke and then all of a sudden diving right into working with him on uh, Inside Man and then the Jackson Pollock movie and all that. That was all within like short, you know, time spans. But really what made that so much fun and made it feel like I was still always developing my voice was to have heroes like him. I hate to keep bringing up Terrence, but that's part of my story. You know, having yeah, heroes yeah, yeah. like him, you know, taking the Philly boy under his wing and saying, hey, man. Do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm helping giving you the tools to yeah. do what you can with it. You know, you're kind of so. answering my next question. My next question as as you're speaking, because what I was going to say is like these. This is a the. It's very profound what you're talking about, and, and these are. I feel like these are things that you could apply outside of, of music. Yeah. And I was wondering, is you learning this on the way, just saying yes to a lot of experiences, a lot of opportunities, and some of them working out, and some of them not, but. Uh, for what you just said, I imagine it's really good teachers as well, people like mm-hmm. Terrence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and being willing <laughs> sometimes is just trusting even trusting you'll land on your feet even when it scares you, even when there's a chance you won't land on your feet and just mm-hmm. knowing sometimes that might have been part of the process too. Like actually failing at something, you know. Um and that's just being kind of part that trust will throw you sometimes into situations where you You'll have to prove. So, as do you really believe in what you're saying? You know, as a bass player, getting doing stuff, um, you know, working with with some of the artists you've worked with, mm-hmm. um, I imagine there's a certain amount of inspiration that you just draw from that. Because mm-hmm. I imagine you listen to these musicians even before you, you you arrive and all this stuff. And imagine as the session's happening, it's inspiring. When you play, even if it's not your music, is there an element of like I, I'm trying to inspire the people you're with? Um, uh, or is it is it just let it happen? Quite honestly, um, yeah, it's it's never because it it's never been never been that for me, man. It's always mm. been like just being in the moment and and mm. reacting. That's why even from early on, like <laughs> we've always been tough on engineers. Like, man, don't even have us in there on let's even if we're not fully tuned yet and all that please don't let it be because the mics aren't ready and there's some right mic. Mm-hmm. right right because if something happens we're gonna like i mean you see through. will over here right sometimes the radio yeah. is really hard with this guy you know we there's a lot of fighting with me and will. <laughs> 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 no i know yeah. what you mean I, yeah because you, you don't want to have to stop anything because yeah yeah so that that so it's not that it's like just trusting it man but you have to say is why you're in whatever situation you're in and so just trusting that you know this mm. yeah. it makes it fun man and and when i listen back that the cool thing about it is when i listen back to albums i might have been a part of i honestly feel that moment of us of me really being in that moment and not trying to prove a point like when mm. i listen to black radio um particularly you know with robert glasper and uh, chris dave and casey benjamin and all those guys that whole album was first takes and um some crazy wow. short amount of time to get wow. that whole album oh. together right two days or something yeah and and the two days vocals two live days, with you vocals live with you as well man when you listen to something like cherish today layla had just walked in the booth ah. you know and uh you hear robert you know kind of like he's looking he can't see her and i'm sitting in the booth layla is to my right and chris is across from me and Chris just picked, he's another one. Chris Dave, he's another one that just, man, just just know a moment can be at in any moment. moment. Yeah, 
the moment is the moment at all times, you know. So <laughs> he just got on drum and we thought we were just sound checking, you know, and Layla was just getting a feel for what we were doing. And I literally just looked at her and I said, you know, one, two, three, and pointed. Because at that point she was just kind of, you know, noodling, dancing through everything. And then I pointed to her and then she started singing. Moving away. She couldn't even see it. And that that wasn't even the take. That was us. She thought she was just getting her mic together. And that ended up being <laughs> the take, together. you know. Yeah, so yeah, when yeah. I listen back or even yeah. songs like uh, uh, B with Common, like right. what people are hearing, man, um, I had written out uh, Common and Kanye had produced, you know, that album. And I'll never forget, you know, we're in the studio in New York and um, I had written out some cool string some what I thought was some cool string parts, you know, for yeah. it. And um, like I said, I always tell the engineer, man, just record everything. Yeah. You know, uh, I couldn't see the string player. So I kind of gave them a little feel of how I'd like them to, you know, kind of go with me. So I just kind of played along. And for whatever reason, I didn't, I told them in advance, and then I started playing so they could hear it. And then after that, we were like, okay, yeah, so we'll do a take. And I went in there and listened to make sure my bass tone was cool. And then me and Con were sitting there. We were like, you know what? Let's just keep that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep that. Like, And then they were just sitting there. I was like, man, y'all go take a break. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, song was done. I mean, and then we just, you know, done with that song. And then I just ended up going in and playing the bass line for the regular part of the song. But. Things well, speak, like that, being in the moment. Speaking of that, let's let's yeah. hear it. I'd love to hear it. Now, this is the intro to B from Common. was come and go and the intro to be yeah well glad to hear that we've got london's got you for for a little little bit derek like yeah, you're, you're in town for a little while longer right yeah man yeah, yeah. you're okay, gonna go and couple. check out the wireless festival yeah so yeah, london's being all right to you. yeah yeah i appreciate yeah. some mccarty's camp and lma's <laughs> camp came yeah. last night and to ronnie's uh and some stevie's people came you know it was, it was just yeah. like a family vibe man so uh gonna be checking out a lot of music and, and, and what brought you into London was the roundhouse with a gentleman that we haven't really touched on yet, Mr. Robert Glasper. Mm. Oh, yeah, my brother. On, on the day of your birthday, we have to talk about how many years you've been playing with him and and the influence and, and what you've created together. So do you want to talk a little bit about Rob? Oh, man. Man, where do I start yeah. talking about Rob? You know, um, kind of what we talked about earlier in the show, we were talking about, you know, we specifically touched on jazz and lineages and Terrence and Mulgrew and going to art you know funny thing is um that's kind of what brought me and robert together mm. you know mulgu miller you know when i first started me and kareem riggins you know playing with mulgu miller and uh mulgu was robert's he was robert's favorite pianist you know mm. one of his favorites and robert yeah. would come to every show anywhere near new york rob was there like mm. yep. the, the, like the first one there yeah, yeah, you yeah. know mm. saying for both every time you know what i mean and that's a that's the thing about him, man. A lot of people don't know, man. He's put in time being a part of the scene, showing respect and all. Yeah. You know, like yeah. people just don't. 
I don't know how people don't know because you know yeah, I'm not sure, the only man. one that's witnessed that, but he's been around. He gets, well, into, the, he gets into the odd beef, doesn't he? There was one the other day with Bramford, and you know, yeah, that yeah. was silly. That wasn't Rob on that. That was a bit silly. Yeah, I mean Robert Glasper is one of the most genuine people yeah. that really cares about yeah. the music and cares about the direction. I'm not mm-hmm. saying jazz, of, I'm not saying jazz. We get of music, period. Mm. You know, and and what you do representing your culture, whatever your culture is, like letting that be, and hopefully yeah. that inspires other to be their, their true selves. And yeah. you know, right. unfortunately, you know, um, it's an un, I feel like it's an injustice to him, like <laughs> yeah. when what he does is critiqued under the jazz. I mean, even if you want to go that route, man, mm. I mean, jazz is, is freedom to me. Of course. The idea mm. of it. And is, it's a reflection of now. Oh, man. You know? And Robert, I tell you, I talk about a lot of influences and, you know, we tend to talk about people older than us, but in reality, my I'm honored to say, you know, one of my own peers was one of my biggest influences. Rob, you know, Rob, also, to be as young as he w- was as, as a band leader, you know, um, Chris and I, you know, came on in Casey, came on the experiment. Yeah. You know, that was a yeah. kind of a particular thing. He never abandoned the trio. You know, he never abandoned that. He never abandoned that sound, that yeah. group. Even uh, even if people kind of gravitated to that sound, experiment had another aesthetic to it, you know. And he chose to always, you know, keep that going and, you know, make sure that voice didn't die. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now you look back at the catalog of all the things he does it tends to look like it was all just an easy plan and everything but when (laughs) when you're in the middle of it you know and all of a sudden you don't get your first big interview until black radio comes out you know what i mean and like double book because of the experiment side it's like man he's been playing that record deserved all the all the attention it got yeah but but he's been around he's been around before that you know and been putting in a lot of work and the, the cool thing about him man is like as a brother man we would literally almost get into it because like he was all he was always a fan of my writing you know and you know he has a a certain humility and inclusiveness with everything he does man and because i love his voice you know when it can't come down to some things i'm like no man actually bro that idea you had yo let's let's just document that like i don't want to maybe i'll write one or two songs you know but like no man like your your voice is special and maybe how we manipulate that it's gonna be cool but you know what's was making that dope is kind of your sound your ideas in it you know we would he's that selfless when it comes to actually creating and being in the moment you know people don't know that they just yeah. think about other things but nah man he's like I do honestly th- one of my biggest influences man i you think know, as in, a leader if you're not working i think we get a little bit jaded speaking for Nick and I here and stop me if you, if you don't like me speaking for you, but we got a radio show together. Uh, we like, you know, working around musicians, working in a music venue, working in a radio station and being at so many concerts all the time. You, it, it, it is a little bit of a bubble. So if, if you're just on, if you listen to a couple of tunes and then you see some video or you read some story mm-hmm. and you form your opinion around that, it's, it's not, right. it's not really fair. I, for me, having worked in the jazz club since 2012, you know, when I saw Robert in January, when I saw you guys in January, mm-hmm. I was like, "I'd be great if you if you play the club." And he's like, oh, "I think our gig's gonna be somewhere else." But if I'm in town, I'm always gonna be there or right. another jazz club. And every time, every time he's in town, he's he's at the clubs. And he I think says that the thing about doesn't. the jazz that I talk to people about the thing about jazz that I find so beautiful is it does kind of always go back to, "Let's check it out." 
<laughs> and you, yeah. musicians are always checking each other out. And I don't think you get that so much in, in, in other genres because there's so much improv mm-hmm. um, and everybody's gigging so damn much that everybody's listening to each other. And that's yeah. what I find so beautiful. And, that, and, and, you know, what you did at the jam the other night and when, when he's in town and he's checking all these other musicians out. I mean, that, that's the beauty of this. That's of this what it's, I mean, here. honestly, that's what it's about, showing your face and, you know, like being accessible, <laughs> you know, like yeah. Yeah. doing what you can to like get rid of that veil. Like, hey, just because all of a sudden, you know, fortunately people might know who we are now, but I'm like, yo, listen, at the end of the day, yeah. they might be, people are responding to hours and hours you put in, years and years ago mm. that happened to all of a sudden be documented mm. and now they started paying attention <laughs> mm. but in reality you, you can't forget like you had been working towards it and nobody was paying attention like so all that attention that may come and that doesn't don't let it validate you if you feel like you have something to say just keep working on it keep saying it. in any way i can help or be a platform for your voice let me be so you know, him showing up or me doing like what I did at Ronnie's and making sure they're on the bandstand with me and not just playing what they think I want them to play. No, before we even play a note, I'm going to tell them, yo, if y'all go any way direction with it, it's cool. I'll go with you. It's important for them to hear me say that where they get and understand, oh, no, we want I want Derek is doing something unique here and all of our voices are being featured, you know, but it takes effort and showing up and being amongst and honestly man a lot of my peers are like that and there is robert i can't even think of many more period man that has done more for the music and for yeah. more people mm-hmm. and recommending mm-hmm. people and you know what i'm saying and yeah I'm showcasing serious. some of the some of the musicians with lesser profile yeah you know, yeah, yeah the, especially yeah. on black radio you know bringing bringing up some of those artists yeah on. man i mean yeah. to this day that's what we all do people yeah. sitting up there to this day you know putting on you know, dope posts of pictures with, you know, yeah. uh, popular people. But to this day, every you can't go a couple of weeks without going on any of our social media platforms and mm-hmm. seeing us blasting, hey, check such and such yep. out. Yeah. Or, hey, you won't yep. find, you that's won't good. go too far without finding, because that's kind of part of our story, making sure. Mm. You know what I mean? There's something that I I know we've, you know, I'd just, I'd kick myself if I didn't ask you. Um, and I could do a whole podcast just sitting down with talking to you about this, but could you just tell me about the whole White House thing? What it was like to go play the White House? You played the White House, didn't you? With the, with the Which, August Green, wasn't it? With August Green was that? Did you play the White House? Oh yeah, you played yeah. the White House, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Can you yeah. want to talk? Just like I won't dig in. Just talk to me a little bit about how that came about and what that was like for you as Derek going to do that gig. Are you, well, it was special, man. I mean. Fortunately, man, got to do the White House a few times. Oh, and oh. yeah, with a few different artists. Yeah, yeah, okay. and and the, the the first time was super cool because I'll never forget. Uh, it was Maxwell, yeah, and okay. uh, Michelle yeah. Obama, uh, the great Michelle Obama. Man, she loved Maxwell, and um, he was invited to perform. You know, like literally for a dinner for all for the entire <laughs> for yeah. the entire house. You know. So we were in the White House, and I'll never forget the stage was as small, probably as two of these little rooms put together, you know. Yeah. And my foot kept Chris' bass drum, Chris Dave's bass drum, from going off the stage, and my other foot to keep me from falling out of my chair was right. At, I'll never forget Michelle Obama had uh, her legs crossed, and her little shoe was right there 
on the stage, like right by my other foot. <laughs> and her ear was right by Kirsten's bass drum. During the set, I mean, man, I, if I fell over, I would have knocked her right over. And I'll never, man, she vibed out with us. The whole set, she was doing air bass. And that woman knows music. So I was just like, I will She's never. She's not faking it. I, no, I will music. never forget that experience, yeah. man. So you know, it was really cool yeah. when um, coming back in a different capacity. You know, as an artist with Common, mm-hmm. uh, with Kareem and Robert, and mm-hmm. you know Elena and Keon Hall and Bilal. Yeah, that was yeah. the gig that I watched. And yeah, that was special. That was the tiny desk, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was special also because of of the content, yes. you know, and what we were doing, and were, you know, really like doing essentially our music and reacting in that moment to do that in the White House, you know, and to talk about the things we were talking about, you know, mm. and relating to our voice and freedom yeah. and, yeah. you know, loving and just being proud, you yeah. know, about culture and just trying to reflect that in every way. That even meant something different because it wasn't just about, you know, love songs or making people just dance. It was like, yeah. well, that's why to I be in the there and yeah. seeing the people behind the cameras that nobody, yeah. you couldn't see, like dancing, you know, and just crying and yeah. all that was that the white house staff i was wondering all who those people were that was just like that was man that was a it was a number of people some of the white yeah. house staff that was some people from uh oh man uh from npr as well like it was yeah. a few people like that yeah. in the room yeah npr does amazing stuff for music actually. yeah yeah that was an incredible concert if anyone's listening and they want to check that out it's youtube type in august green white house it'll come up Mm. It's it's yeah. well worth twenty minutes, half an hour of your yeah. time. Yeah, that was special, man. Something else I'll get kicked if I don't ask. A mutual friend of ours and talking oh, of people yeah. that got up on stage oh, yeah. the other night with you, Miss Vula. Mm-hmm. Wow. She had a couple of questions for you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> How much First of all, she's, charge... am- she's amazing. Oh, yeah, 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 she killed it. I saw some I saw some footage last night. She goes in. How much do you charge for a lesson? <laughs> He's laughing. You, it's you, good. Ha- you have to answer. She probably actually told you to say that. Didn't she? <laughs> she did. Yeah, she did. These, are, these are her questions. Um, let me see. Um, you can do pounds. Oh, oh, do pounds. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? I charge Uber rides, so um, you have to just promise like all day unlimited. Oh, nah, please, man. Are you kidding me? I I told her last night. I'm such a fan of hers. Like anything she ever she ever does, like. It would be an honor to be a part, man. She, she's just special. Vula, question two of three. When will Glasper stop trying to rap? <laughs> <laughs> and she knows that answer. It will be never. 20, 2072. Be... <laughs> right, exactly. And the third question, which I don't even understand. When y'all call him Vula for BR3? Yo. Woo. That would be fun. You have a... to explain that. What is BR3? Black radio. Oh, of course, right, right. Oh, yeah, that would be that would be fun, man. Who knows, man? I gotta get it to work. Taylor, if you're listening, you know, I love I love her though. Don't be a stranger. Um, she's incredible. While while it enters my brain, and we're talking about the tradition of of playing new music, maybe these guys aren't new, but it's quite a long track, Mm -hmm. and we got like we got about seven minutes left. So I was I wanted to say our thank yous and goodbyes and happy birthdays and all that. Um, the our last track that we're gonna play. I've been bumping <laughs> nonstop. Um, every day is the weekend. Do you know these guys? The Lesson GK? They're called the Jet Lesson GK. The- Do you know these guys? Nah, yeah. nah. Jonathan Horde on vocals and this, this guy, the Ox on drums. Have you heard these okay. guys? We're going to play. I might, when I hear it, I'll probably hear Man, it. Man, he, he came and run his the other night. They're okay. going to come over here in October. Nice. 
they're they're smashing. they're on your side of the ocean. Yeah. Oh, smashing. I probably know them then. Yeah. 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 Okay. But man, thank you so much for being here. It's oh, been man. it's been an honor and a pleasure. Dude, so thank, thank you, you so for coming much, on man. the show. Thank you. all was so much fun. Happy it's birthday. Oh yeah. We man. hope London continues to look after you for the next few days. Oh for sure, man. You know it. Turn up is real. Come on, Wireless <laughs> Festival. If you away. see Derek at the Wireless Festival, you know, <laughs> buy him a drink. Like, man likes a drink. Um, yeah. Anything else to say? Thank you, Will, and production. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Soho Radio. Thank you, Hennessy. Thank you, Ronnie Scott. Thank you, Nick. Oh, and let thank me you, Liam. let me oh, thank yeah. uh, first of all Ashley Henry. Yes, and uh, Dexter Hercules. I don't know if y'all are listening, but thank y'all for and everybody that came up and performed. You know, uh, London throughout the last couple of nights. That was special. Y'all the ones that made this concept, you know, come to fruition. And from all the messages, man, on social media, you guys send. Flooding the inbox, I that that was really, you Leave know who you are. Just, Leave the man alone. No, just know that was special, man. I spent, I took some time this morning to actually read through it, and you know who you are. Hey, that means a lot. And do you, you know, take this and own it, man. Keep crafting and developing your voice, and let's do it, man. Let's get it. Thank you so much, man. See you next time. Yes, sir.